Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today, we're very excited to have, is Petra Bumer, founder of the Mindful Eating Institute. Petra is a counselor with a master's degree in behavioral psychology dedicated to empowering her clients to take better care of themselves, both physically and emotionally. Her specialty areas are weight management, emotional eating, and self-care. In her work, she combines cognitive behavioral therapy with mindfulness strategies. Welcome, Petra. Thank you so much, Carolyn. I'm happy to be here. We're very excited to have you. I know this is a topic that many of us, including myself, are always interested in learning more about. But maybe yeah. could you just start off by sharing some of your background and how you even got into this area? Yes. So I got my master's degree in psychology a long time ago in Germany and then immigrated to the U.S. to Santa Barbara in 94 after working as a therapist and also in human resources. I facilitated smoking cessation classes, then I switched to weight loss and weight management for a medically very strictly supervised diet here at a clinic in Santa Barbara. And I did very well. I was an assertive coach, Carol Ann, but I'm no longer that person. I realized that over 50% of our patients gained their weight back because emotional eating was not addressed. And I feel that all our listeners know that emotional eating could be stress eating, boredom eating, or when we're anxious, um, worried, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people have put weight on. And Mm -hmm. I recently wrote an article, is the pandemic also a poundemic? And I want everybody who's listening to not feel bad about it. It is a method of self-soothing and comforting. And I teach all my clients, who are mostly female, to learn to nurture and self-soothe without reaching for food or that extra glass of wine. Very interesting, and I think it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely true that I, I think with the pandemic, there's two ways people went. They either became yeah. workout experts or they were uh, putting on a few pounds. But what are some ways that maybe then people could cope with the emotional side without reaching for you know right. extra snack or something? So I feel when I was a self-care specialist at the Golden Door Resort and Spa here in San Diego, I worked with a lot of successful top executives. And on my first night, I would ask the ladies, who is good at nurturing everyone else? So all the hands went up. And then I said (laughs) and asked, who is good at nurturing herself? Well, two hands went up. Point is, We're so good at nurturing everyone else. And my proposal is to give yourself the oxygen first. And I truly believe, Carol Ann, that kindness and self-care starts with us. So putting yourself first in line for your own love and self-care, meaning carving out time for yourself, even if it's just 10 minutes, and to unplug 
unplug from external forces, especially from social media, from electronics, and creating a little space in your home where you can sit quietly. We can call it meditation. We can call it downshifting and possibly um, using a meditation app. I like um, Headspace, Calm, or UCLA Mindful. Those are great apps. And planning for joy and rest and play and not feeling guilty about it. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's uh, very interesting how you talk about women nurturing other people. I think that's always our uh, go-to and we're very good at it, but we're not so good at our own uh, self-care, as you say. Right. So I teach my clients to imagine how they would coach or mentor, let's say, a seven-year-old girl. Would we push her to the ground with more homework or more tasks? Or would we say, well, honey, you've done enough time to rest and play, right? That's what we would do for our children. Right. I observe this with high-functioning type A female entrepreneurs. They push way too hard. And then, interestingly enough, uh, the body starts giving strong messages, chronic neck or back pain, migraine headaches, stomach issues. And a counselor friend of mine put it really well. She said, a lesson in life comes as a whisper, a yell, or a two-by-four. So I highly recommend we all listen to the whispers. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that definitely makes sense. And I guess um, with our listeners, so if someone's listening to this mm-hmm. and thinking, okay, I, I really need to take that time. You had mentioned meditation or an app. Is that usually where you tell people start? Because as you say, like you can't just change overnight, obviously. No, so you don't change overnight. So what I teach people is to explore the core need that needs to be addressed when somebody eats too much or drinks too much. There is a need for probably stress management, putting her mind at ease and not worry about the future or the past. Coming back to the present moment, over and over and over again is a very important mindfulness strategy. Also practicing mindful self-compassion. I follow the research by Dr. Kristen Neff and she teaches people to put their hands over their heart and take a few deep breaths and have compassion for what you're going through in that moment. It's learning over time to mother yourself well. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I imagine, like you had mentioned COVID being a big stressor for people. Have you seen that a lot of life events are what usually trigger something, like maybe having a new baby or death or something like that? Uh, Well, I think it will um, intensify the need to self-soothe. But in many cases, actually 90% of the cases, my clients have struggled with emotional eating and weight management since they were seven or eight years old. So for many, it's an old, old pattern, and dieting has become part of their life. And I've done research on why diets fail. It's because, I mentioned earlier, emotional eating is not addressed. It's like putting oil in a car, and the core issue is I need a new motor. So really having the courage to take a deep dive into the emotional world and do it in a safe way. That's how I approach healing and growing 
becoming the person we needed the most. Let's say we didn't get the ideal mothering, then we can still do it at any age. I learned it later in life myself, so it's doable. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting, especially how early it starts. As someone who has two little girls, it makes me think a lot about how we raise our daughters, I think, a little bit. Well, I don't know if you are aware of this researcher, Brene Brown. She has, I want to definitely throw out two really meaningful quotes. So Brene Brown says, it takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. Mm -hmm. So it takes courage to say enough already, time for me, and really scheduling that time, not making it, uh, not putting it on the back burner, scheduling time for yourself. We call it me time. I recently bought a new candle and new lavender bath salt, and that's on, on the schedule for tonight. And <laughs> carving out time for ourselves. And um, yes. another quote that I find extremely meaningful is by a young poet named Brianna Wiest. And I'm going to say it twice because it's pretty meaningful. She says, true self-care is not salt bath and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life we don't need to regularly escape from. We'll say that again. True self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It's making the choice to build a life we don't need to regularly escape from. I find that very meaningful. Because in my work, I'm noticing that people eat to take the edge off, to numb, to not feel the stress. And I would say stress eating is the most common cause for emotional eating. Wow, yeah, I think quotes are very useful. And you've given so much advice already. I feel funny (laughs) even asking you this, but we ask all speakers as the last question, what's one or two pieces of advice that you'd give to maybe one of our listeners who's been listening and really thinking, okay, yeah, I, I need this. I need to give myself some more self-care and mm-hmm. emotional. I have an issue with emotional eating. Yes. Yeah, maybe what one or two pieces of advice you would give them of kind of where to go from here. I would tell her to give herself permission to care for herself first, and that is not selfishness. I I said earlier, kindness starts with us. And I came up with this prescription, quote unquote, for wellness is to love yourself deeply, to stand in your own light, to have healthy boundaries, and to be you unapologetically. And there's only one you, and we all have these unique strengths and inner resources. Another piece of advice is your intuition is always right. We all know what we need. And... I think finally giving yourself permission to take care of yourself in capital letters would be my advice. And if anybody is uh, interested in working with me, I offer a complimentary initial consultation to make sure that the client and I are a good match. And I love what I do. It's my calling. And so I hope there were some blissful bites for our listeners. Mm -hmm. To implement into their lives. 
No, I, I thank you so much, Petra. That, it was very interesting to, to hear, <laughs> and there's so many tips you gave throughout even this quick, short podcast. So I'm sure yeah. a lot of listeners, including myself, are were taking notes. But thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me, Carolyn. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth: The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.